Okay, I'm very excited because this year, 2024, is the first year that I will give an online free masterclass for everyone who sustained a concussion. And in this masterclass, I tell you more about the two proven methods to reduce concussion symptoms by 50% within three months. These are the exact two methods that I used. And within three months, I reduced my symptoms by 50% and uh, eventually by 90%. And in the meantime, I already helped so many people reducing their symptoms as well using these two proven methods. And that's a funny thing because 90% of the concussion survivors don't know about these two methods. So I would love to tell you more about this in my free masterclass. So if you are listening to this, um, when I just published this podcast, the next masterclass will be next week. It will be on Tuesday, January 16th and Wednesday, January 17th. So for everyone who is listening later on to this episode, I will add some new dates to the calendar. So I think every month there will be a new masterclass about the same topic because I want to spread the word about these two proven methods that I really believe in. Uh, These are proven researched. um, And in the meantime, around 500 people, I already helped them implementing them uh, into their lives. So I can't wait to tell more about this. So if you are listening to this and you want to join next week on Tuesday or on Wednesday, there are two different times and two different days, but it will be the same masterclass. So I would just want to give everyone the opportunity to join and to, um, yeah, to pick their day in at a time. So you can click on the link in the description of this podcast, and then you can register for free. Um, you need to register because then you will get the link to the masterclass uh, on the day itself. Um, and if you are listening this after those two days that I just mentioned, you can click on the link as well. There will be new days added to the calendar. And this, I think this will be in February, uh, in March. So every month I will try to do at least one masterclass. So click on it and you can see the days and the times. So, okay, that's, uh, that's everything about this masterclass. I'm very excited and I hope to see you in the masterclass. But right now I want to tell more about uh, family, about friends and about how to deal with it. Because in my journey, many people, they thought they knew what I needed, but what I really needed was something else. Because for example, when you break your leg, it's clear what to do next, right? A doctor will tell you the steps and how long it takes to heal. You know exactly what to tell your friends and family and everyone understands you can't walk for the next few weeks. They don't ask you for a walk because they know you can't and they take that into account as there's always a clear end in sight. And no one will doubt that or ignore the fact that you can't walk. So it's much easier, but How to help someone with a concussion is a different story, as we all know. It's an invisible injury, people can't see it, and they can't imagine how it will feel. People might ask you questions like how long it takes to recover or what you feel, but it's so hard to answer those questions. And the people around you don't know what to do. They want to help, but they don't understand what you're going through because there is no fixed timeline. Everyone is different. Or, uh, or even worse, they ignore that you are hurting physically and emotionally as they don't see it. And this can make you feel so alone. And 
Yeah, I think the first step is learning what your friend or family member is going through after they sustain a concussion. But it's really hard for them to put symptoms into words. As sometimes there are just no words for what we are feeling. And as we don't know exactly what someone with a concussion feels like, it is really important to know what they need, to be there for them and to help them where you can. And when I look back at my, at my recovery, there were many people who helped, but not all of them did the exact things that I needed during that moment. So I want to give 11 examples of what people thought that I needed and what I really needed. So the first one, people who are telling me to rest as much as possible. This isn't something we need. So research shows it's better to stay active in your recovery, like physical activity and also cognitive exercises work wonders. And the second one, the second thing, asking me questions like, do you think you will ever get rid of your symptoms? When do you think you will be better? This isn't helping at all. I was already doubting it, but hearing it from other people, uh, yeah, it's like, it makes it real. So it's better to not ask those questions. Um, the third one, people who didn't text me or ask me how I was doing as they didn't know what to say. And I get it. What do you say to people who are still not feeling any better? It's, it's hard. Yeah, it is. But even just one text message that they are thinking about me, that if I need something, they will be there for me. That was enough, right? So let this concussed person know that they are not alone in this and that they can count on you. The fourth one, not asking what I need, like the basic help, assuming they know what I need. Most people just thought I needed rest, not seeing anyone. They filled in what I needed without asking me. My advice, ask what a person needs. And if this person says no, I don't need anything, keep asking them because often they don't want to bother other people. But sometimes they really need help. Offer your help where you can. Drive them to appointments. Make a meal for them. Uh, do groceries. Help them clean the house. You name it. <laughs> Then the next one, people who think they know how to heal this concussion, how they would do things differently when they were in my shoes. I know they try to help it, but believe me, when, you're, when you've been dealing with a concussion for years, we have almost tried everything to get better. Some people just sum up all treatments to let us know there is help out there, not realizing it's hard for us to know that it feels like nothing is helping. We've already tried so many things. The next one, people who put even more tasks to my to-do list. When you sustain a concussion, it already feels like there is a lot on your list, right? So adding more tasks to the list is not helping at all. And for example, this, this can be um, simple tasks. For us, these tasks are used and this can be overwhelming. So for example, someone asks you to get that one thing from the supermarket while well, it's not on your planning for that day. Or someone who asks you to make a call is mostly about unexpected things that we didn't calculate in our planning. We just have limited energy. The next one. People who don't respect your boundaries and your need for breaks. When you don't have a question yourself, it's hard to understand that we really need boundaries and breaks to function. When we ignore or skip them, we can get a breakdown. And this is not just uh, just like feeling sad or anything, but it's really like not being able to function anymore. 
So normal activities become overwhelming. Um, so if you want to help your loved one, help them make a plan, maybe plan their breaks, remind them to take that break. That's really important. Then the next one, people who don't even try to learn about your triggers or ignore them. When you sustain a concussion, many triggers makes you feel overwhelmed. For example, bright lights, loud noises, busy places, conversations with mostly more than one person, background noise. Just learn what causes your love on distress and learn their limits and help them to avoid them. So turn down the television, turn off the music in a car and ask them what they need from your side. That would be really, really, really helpful. The next one, not asking them how to make it easier at home. So home should be a place where they can recharge and relax, right? So also some things might help to make things easier. If they have memory issues, for example, you can add post-its on the fridge or doors to remind them about something. Uh, keep things organized so their mind is more organized as well. Uh, you can dim the lights or cover some lights when they have light sensitivity. Uh, keep a daily routine. And again, ask them what would be helpful. That's really important. <laughs> the next one, holding someone back from trying new things. And I get it because we are concerned and want to protect your loved one. But sometimes we need your help to get us out of that comfort zone. And it doesn't mean you push us too hard, but a little push can really help to give us more confidence about what we can handle or to get out of the house. So for example, this can be a short walk as this can do wonders instead of laying on the couch all day or invite one more person to see how she or he is managing a conversation with more than one person. Because sometimes you can gain more confidence if you try new things. The last one, when you arrange a surprise, for example, going out for lunch and forgetting to ask if they are okay with it. Sometimes I say yes to things, which I would have said no to if I were alone. I just didn't want to disappoint this person, especially when they arrange a surprise. So it can be helpful to ask them one day before if they are okay doing that. So they can adjust their planning for the next day as we have limited energy. So far, I think these are the most important things I can think of right now. And I really hope it helps caregivers to understand their loved ones a bit better, as it can be so hard knowing what to do if someone has a concussion. But remember, it's okay to be frustrated sometimes or to be uncertain because you're both getting through difficult emotions. And the way things are right now is not how it, be, how it will be forever. So keep that in mind. Then I just want to end this episode by um, inviting you again to my masterclass because it's new and I would love to have as many people uh, in the masterclass as possible to, yeah, just to spread the word about these two proven methods I already mentioned. Um, because these two methods are researched, they, these are proven by thousands of concussion survivors. They help me to reduce my symptoms right now by 90% and by 50% within three months. So I will tell you everything about these two methods. Um, I don't want to share them right now because they need a bit of background story and uh, a better explanation. And um, I love to show you this um, 
during this masterclass because then I can go more in depth and uh, tell you more about this uh, so that you can really apply them. Um, so again, click on the link in the description to to uh, register to, for this masterclass. It's free, it's online, it's live. I will be there uh, and I can't wait to see you there as well. So I hope this helps and um, yeah, wish you a good day. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I really hope this was helpful for you. If it was, and if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube, would you maybe do one small thing in return? Leave a short review or thumbs up on YouTube? The more views this podcast will get, the easier it is for other people to find this podcast and to feel less alone and lost in their journey. Oh, and one last thing. I would love it if you share a helpful episode on Instagram in a post or in a story and tag the concussion community in it. Or you can always send me a direct message. I love to see who is listening. Thank you so much and I hope to see you next time.